Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Brandy. And we're encouraging you to start cramming memories into everyday life. Welcome to Cramming Memories Podcast. Number five. Episode five. We've done five. That's awesome. Uh, today we're going to talk about some RV terminology. Yes, there's some words that we say as RVers that not everybody else says. That's it. And there's some things we didn't really understand what they were whenever we first started getting into camping. Yes. And RVing. So we want to go over some of these RV terms, abbreviations, and crazy things that campers talk about. But first, we just want to chat about a trip we just got back from, um, oh, Mobile, yeah. Alabama. It was a great trip. It was a great trip. Uh, Mayor State Park, mm-hmm. uh, right on the water. It was right on Mobile Bay, and it offered us the most beautiful sunsets. Yeah, it was gorgeous. But we actually uh, lived through something that we had never done in our past few years of camping. Yes, this was definitely a first. Yeah, so we knew there was some weather approaching mm-hmm. um, just from uh, watching the weather. Like you always should when you're camping. You should always Always look at the be weather. weather alert. Yep, because you never know when something's going to blow up. So we decided to go back to the camper. We were actually out and uh, just kind of see what's going to happen. So we were laying around, chilling, and then all four of our phones go off at the same time. We all get weather alerts. <laughs> yeah, we all get weather alerts. And so we look at it, and we had been under a thunderstorm warning right. for most of the day. Yeah. But it quickly changed to a tornado warning. Super fast. So if you're not from the south or other regions that have tornadoes, um, tornado watches are just things are favorable. Could happen. Things could happen, but you're just supposed to be watching the weather really, really close. When it goes to a tornado warning, that means sums up. Everybody get their bicycle helmets and take cover. Everybody do something because it's something's coming your way. Right. So we were right on Mobile Bay. So we glanced out the window and Brandy said, what's everybody doing? I said, well, they're all heading toward the bathhouse. Yep. They're all going toward the storm shelter. Here we go. We put our uh, shoes on. And headed toward the bathhouse. So we're kind of standing in a breezeway. Um, everybody's kind of watching it. Nothing's really happening. It's not even raining. No, not too much. It's not even raining. But we're just watching. And uh, from across the bay, you just start to see this wall yes. of rain just coming super duper fast. So like all people do whenever stuff's coming at you, you just stand there and watch it. <laughs> it was pretty massive, though. It was massive. And... Out of nowhere, it just it just hit. The wind was blowing, rain's blowing sideways. Everybody scattered and ran into different bathrooms. Yes. So, uh, Brandy and I went into she she and my daughter went into the women's bathroom, and my son and I went into the men's bathroom. Rule followers. Yeah, because we're rule followers. That's for sure. But uh, there were families. There were there were oh, husbands yeah. and wives and kids in both bathrooms. So. We just chilled in there while the wind blew and uh, the the rain fell down and the and the lightning's going on and thunder. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's probably the the fastest storm that's ever blown up on us. But um, met some really cool people. We actually yes. met a, a family that was at the tail end of their one year of full timing. Yep, they are on Instagram and out of office family. Out of office family, a very cool, awesome guys. family. Yep, and they were actually uh, heading. Uh, back home soon, which I believe was like North Carolina, South Carolina. Carolina. So they were, so we got to meet them. We got to meet another family that just loves RVing and they've actually taken theirs out, out West all the way from the uh, East coast. So even though we were stuck in a uh, center block bathroom, 
We got to meet some people and have a great time. Always our best favorite thing about camping is getting to meet other camping families. Yeah, totally. So, all right, let's take a breath and then we'll jump into this RV terminology. Welcome back, RV terminology. These are abbreviations, words, things, phrases, phrases from the RV community um, that some people may not know. Right. And this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but it's definitely just something to get you a little bit more familiar with what you're doing, with what you're hearing around the campgrounds. Or if you're out shopping for an RV and someone says something to you, you'll be a little bit more educated about it. So let's just start off with kind of general RV knowledge. Okay. Right. This is pretty straightforward. RV knowledge, you need to know. Yeah. I actually learned a lot of this stuff as we were researching. This is true. So let's start off with anode rod. I've never heard of that until you just told me. No idea, right? Maybe it could be like a weapon. Maybe it could be something for your axle. Um, actually, what an anode rod is, is something that goes in some water heaters. And what it does is it attracts corrosive materials to help keep the inside of your water heater from corroding. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's okay. an anode rod. Ours does not have it. Oh, okay. Ours has a drain plug. Okay, so we don't have to watch out for that. We don't have to watch out for but that. But some of them do. They do. And if you have an anode rod, you are supposed to pull it out and check it, and it actually corrodes away okay. to nothing. So you do have to change it out. It is kind of a maintenance thing. All right, Google it. See if yours has it. And if it does <laughs> and you didn't know it, check it. All right, number uh, two term here that gets thrown around a lot, and we've actually uh, talked to some salesmen about this and also watched a lot of videos. Arctic package. Mm, yeah. Now, remember, we are from Alabama, so we're not very familiar with Arctic packages. We see them online and we see them from some of our YouTube friends, but um, that's not something big down south. Yeah. And what we found out is that term Arctic package can mean almost nothing. True. It's very dependent on the manufacturer. But yes. what and it that should, will vary also. Yes. What it should mean is it's extra equipment added to an RV for cold weather usage, right? Um, some of them have more insulation. They have double pane windows. And one of the bigger ones is, is they actually have heating pads for your holding tanks. Well, that's nice. Because nothing's worse than frozen poop. True story. I I've, mean, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we've never had it. Thank, yeah, thank goodness. But this is something, this is a term, Arctic package, that gets thrown around that can mean a lot of different things. Um, but I think where the main difference is, is between a, a three-season camper and a four-season camper. That's right. where you really start paying the extra money. Like yes. Lance campers, I believe those are very well-known. Absolutely. Uh, some of the bigger A-class Tiffins mm -hmm. are really four-season campers. Yes. All right. Okay. Cool. Let's let's move on here. Something has to do with our campsites, all right? Yes. Back in site. Well, that means that you're backing in. It's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. Yeah. The only way to get into it is to back your camper in there. Mm -hmm. now, if you're in a C-class or an A-class, you could pull in forward. True story. Because your hookups may be on the wrong side. Yeah. But anyway, um, pull through site. You would pull your RV through that site. That's right. That means you don't have to back in it. You can pull straight through. So whenever you uh, pull in, pull in, hook up, and you can leave straight out. Those are favorable a lot of times. 
from what we've seen for people who are only staying for like a single night. Yes. They're they're getting in late at night mm. and they're getting out early. Yeah. And you don't want to back in your camper late at night in the dark. Oh, no. Because you can hit stuff and hit trees. It's not a lot of fun. That's right. Uh, one other uh, thing about campsites. These are buddy sites. Yes. We make buddy sites sometimes, but some campgrounds offer buddy sites where you have you and your friend RVing right next to each other and you share the same green space if there's some space, just some hangout space in between the two RVs. Yeah, and one other thing, uh, some of the campsites, um, whenever they do have buddy sites, they actually offer it at a discount. Yeah. So maybe rather than having to rent two for 30 or $40 a night, maybe they have a buddy site for 50 bucks a night. True. It's just yeah. something to check into. Yeah. All right. One more, uh, I say one more, several more about just where, you know, where you're camping and the type of camping. Boondocking. You hear yes. a lot about it. We hear a lot about it. Everybody loves to boondock. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't well, know. We've not done it yet. <laughs> no. Um, maybe it would be super cool um, to be out somewhere where there's not as many people around. Boondocking is just where there are no hookups. Right. Generally in a very remote location. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's kind of like boondocking, but it's a little bit different. Uh, the other term for that is called dry camping. Yes. Some people enter like change those, but mm-hmm. typically dry camping is like a Walmart parking lot um, at yeah. a campsite. Whenever I think of boondocking, it is uh, 20 or 30 miles out in the uh, That's always desert. what I envision as well, yes. Yep, way out. So boondocking kind of out there by yourself. Dry camping, it just means you don't have any hookups. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. Full hookup. That means you can hook up everything. That's it. That means you can dump your poop. That's always my favorite. (laughs) Most sites, uh, they always offer water and power. Yes. Or full hookups, water, power, sewer. Which is always lovely. That's right. Some of them throw in cable. I don't consider a full hookup site not a full hookup site if it doesn't have cable. No, I'm not camping to watch TV. Nope. All right. Let's go on to like more camper stuff. All right. A basement. Um, my house has a basement. Yep. So it's kind of the same thing. It's storage below the RV. So we've gone to a lot of RV camper shows over the past four, maybe five years. Yeah. And over the past couple, uh, fifth wheels, it's, it's becoming really popular for them to have a raised bed in the back of it mm-hmm. and to have more of a garage or basement. Crazy yeah. huge storage area. Crazy in the back. And then also fifth wheels and class C's, um, all that pass-through storage, they typically call that a basement okay. too. So pretty much storage under the uh, camper. Okay. All right. A pilot. Um. We are not flying airplanes. Let me add a word, a pilot light. Oh, okay. Well, that's for our stove. Yeah, for your oven. For your oven. It's for your um, propane refrigerator. Mm-hmm. There has to be some sort of pilot light lit. Yes. That could um, start the rest of the actual flame. Okay. So if you have a natural gas water heater at your house, you know it what a pilot light is. That's right. Class A campers. Fancy pants. Fancy pants. That's usually the ones with the flat front nose mm-hmm. um, where you're where you're driving on, on the same level as where all your living space is. Yes. It's pretty much flat, right? Very nice. Class C campers. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Those are typically built on van chassis mm-hmm. or a truck chassis. So whenever the front end looks like any old Ford van or yeah. Chevy truck, that's a type C. That's, a, that's a C those. class. My, yep. Yep. And the B class... Those are the more vans. Oh, 
I didn't realize that's what that was called. That's what that's called. Oh, a B okay. class. Yep. Best, best, best fans. All right. Blackwater. Okay. So I'm going to be really honest here and be a, 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 a not so good RVer. I get Blackwaters and Graywaters. I get those mixed up. I don't know which is which. I always think black's the dirtiest. That's all you have to remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. Black is poop water. It's easy, right? Okay. And <laughs> I'll gray, remember that now. And gray is your sink water. All right. Very, very simple. Okay. Most RVers know that. They're like, come on, Scott, move on. Move mm-hmm. on. Move on. Um, so these are some other terms. Um, this is this is one that you always hear, a camp host. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go into a campsite. Yes, there's usually signs posted that say... Camp host. Camp host. I don't ever see these people. But they usually have a lot of potted plants. <laughs> they always carry potted plants I, with them. I don't get it. They I, have hundreds of potted plants around their camper. <laughs> their and flags. I don't know. So these are, <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> these are guys and gals that, that typically live at the campground. And they usually have some uh, part-time duties, such as cleaning up. Right. Um, also, checking people, in. checking people in. That's where I typically see their name is if you arrive right. after hours, they ask you to call the camp host mm-hmm. and or go by the camp host site. Right. They so have lots of host. potted plants. That's not my thing, but they really are living my dream life. So. Yes, we want to be them <laughs> one day, so we're going to have a lot of potted plants. All right. Condensation. Um, yeah, we have some of that sometimes in here. Yeah, condensation is just a buildup of um, water on windows or your air conditioner. Yeah. Everybody's kind of heard that term, but if you haven't, that's basically what it is. LP gas. Um, that's this, those are the tanks out in front, right? Yep, that's it. That stands for liquid petroleum gas. Mm-hmm. And there can be natural gas and there can be propane. Okay. Most campers are propane. I've never seen a natural gas camper. I think that would be dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, propane is LP gas. Alternating current. Okay. I'm going to throw another one in there. DC current. Yeah. You know what the difference is? You can plug them in. Yeah. Yeah. Close. AC current is like what's in your house. Okay. That's alternating current. It can shock the fire out of you. But I can plug things in. But you can plug things in. <laughs> okay. DC current is direct current. That's like what's in your car. Mm-hmm. That's your cigarette lighters. That's all that. So, you know, whenever a camper has an AC side of it, then it has a DC side of it. Most of our lights are DC. Mm-hmm. So when you're boondocking, all your lights can work off your 12 volt, right? Okay. But your air conditioner cannot work off DC. It has to be AC. All right. That's why you have to have generators if you don't have full hookups. Okay. All right. Um, deep cycle batteries. So, yeah, we, we've talked about that a little bit and, um, we have batteries in the travel trailer. Yeah. We only have one. Like I said, we're not really hooked up for any extended off the grid type stuff, but there is a difference between a general 12 volt or six volt car battery Mm -hmm. and a 12 or six volt deep cycle battery. They're typically called a marine battery. Okay. The battery that's in your car is not made to be fully charged and then use it till it's almost dead and then charge it back up. It's actually really bad for it. Mm. Deep cycle or marine batteries are made to do that. Okay. To be fully charged, drain pretty much all the way down, maybe 20%, 30%, and then charge back up. They they can handle. And that's why you put a plug outside of our house so that we can plug in the travel trailer 
before we go places so you can recharge those batteries. So the battery, battery can charge, the fridge can come on, and I'm not running propane to make it run. Right. And we can turn on the air conditioner while we're loading it. Okay. I like that too. All right, a couple campers terminology here. A toy hauler. Mm, not like a kid's wagon. Nope. Toy hauler. Pretty much anything with a uh, door on the back of it that you can open and put stuff in it. Like we've seen amazing toy haulers that carry dirt bikes. We've seen amazing toy haulers that people just put their golf cart in the back of or like there are Harleys. Um, those seem fun. And a lot of people are buying those and then making them into offices. Very true. Or large kids rooms. Right. We have seen a lot of full-time families who have converted their garage space in their toy hauler to, like Scott said, um, bunk rooms for their kids. It just gives them their own bedroom. Because a lot of times toy haulers even have a half bath or even a full bath in the garage section. So for families with a lot of kids or just kids who need extra space, that's really nice. Yeah, it is. Travel trailer. Well, I mean, we're in one. So we're sitting in right now. Basically, that's a bumper puller. Yes. That's a bumper puller. And then a fifth wheel. Yeah, that's something you really like. That's the ones that's... That's the one that's got the... the um, that's the one that has the gooseneck. Yes, and it goes into the back of the truck. That's right. A truck camper. These are kind of neat. These are really neat. We've actually uh, walked in a couple over the past RV shows that have shocked us how big they are. Yes. That's a lot of space in the back of a pickup truck. It's a lot of space. Um, they're expensive for what they are. Exactly. But typically a lot of these uh, truck campers that go in the, the beds of truck, they are for season. Right. Because people buy these things to go live in them while they're working yes. somewhere. Well, they're really nice. I mean, some of these that we like, like Scott was saying, the ones that we have walked in have been fantastic. All of the space that they have. And I've been really impressed because I'm not a big fan of a wet bath in a travel trailer. Not at all. And some of these truck campers have like actual bathrooms and it blows my mind. Yeah, it is. It Super is really impressive. Nice. All right. The next word, winterizing. Um, yes, we do that in the winter. We do it in the winter and it generally means a lot of things, but whenever people say winterizing, they typically mean draining all the water out and putting some sort of antifreeze mm -hmm. in the line. That's the pink stuff. It's the pink stuff, but you can't put car antifreeze in your camper. Okay. That's bad. So you buy the RV stuff. Buy the RV stuff. That's right. It's, it's typically, they say non-toxic, but like I said, I, I wouldn't want to drink a belly full. Nah. Okay. Underbelly. Okay. It's where our dog Sally likes to be scratched. Yes, it is. Under her belly. Under her belly. That's anything under the RV. That's mm -hmm. all that they're talking about. Whenever we're talking about the the underbelly, mm -hmm. they're typically talking about anything under it. Ours has got a little weatherproof material ran down it. Yeah, that's really nice. It does look a lot better than it being wide open. That is for sure. All right. Ducted AC. Yes, we like that. We do like that because we've got kind of a bedroom in our camper and also a bathroom. So if we didn't have ducted AC, it would only blow where where the air conditioner pokes through the ceiling. Right. And that's the difference. If you don't have ducted AC, it's just where the air conditioner kind of pokes through your ceiling. It's just going to blow the air out there. Mm -hmm. If you have ducted ceilings, it also takes that air and then pushes it through wherever the ducts are in the different room. Like at home. Like at home. That's right. 
Um, ducted heat is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is rather than have one little area where it blows out, it actually blows out different vents throughout the camper. It distributes it a little more evenly and can also put it in other rooms if you have a door closed. Yep, that's nice. Right? Very, very simple to understand there. All right, shore power. Okay. Shore power. I sure do like power in <laughs> my sure like travel trailer. Too. This is when you're plugged into a 30 or 50 amp service okay. or plugged into your house. It's called shore power. Pretty sure that's a nautical term. Well, I mean, it sounds like it. Yeah, um, like whenever a, a ship is sailing, they're under their own their own power, whether it's a diesel motor or or a um, atomic, whatever on like a su- submarine. Yeah, I don't know. But whenever they get to uh, shore, they plug them into shore power. Okay. Right. So that's why they call it shore power. All right, um, gel coat. That's what I do on my nails. That's what you do on your nails. The gel coat, you want gel coat? <laughs> this is the outer layer of the fiberglass if you have a fiberglass camper. Okay. That's what makes it look shiny. And that's what you like to wax. That's what I like to wax all the time. <laughs> all right. We all have hobbies. We all, yeah. Some some of our hobbies are super boring like mine. <laughs> all right. Let's move into some towing terms. Yeah. Some of these are kind of interesting. All right. Some of them are self-explanatory. Right. But if you ask people about them, they really can't tell you what they mean. They kind of know what it is. So we're going to try to help you know exactly what these mean. Whenever you look at a camper, they always talk about weight. Yes. All right. The first one is dry weight. What the heck? Like when there's no water on the roof? <laughs> um. Let's see. I would think dry weight would be just the weight of the RV, right? Yeah, the RV and um, everything that it was built with. Minus um, any kind of fuel, if it's a class A right. or a class C, and any fresh water or any propane or any passengers. So it's just what it's built with off the line with none of the tanks having anything in them okay. or having propane tanks. And typically they don't even include the uh, weight of the batteries. Okay. So it's just as it rolls off. That is dry weight. The other one is called wet weight. And that's obviously with your tanks full, Mm -hmm. your propane tanks full, and with batteries on, right? And then there's also one that's the maximum capacity that your camper can possibly tow. So it's your dry weight plus your cargo weight. Right. And generally, there's a sticker somewhere on your RV with that information. Yeah. Like an hours. Yeah. Ours shows what our dry weight is. Right. And then it shows like we can have up to like 2,200 pounds of cargo. So add those two numbers together. That's your max Maximum. weight of your trailer. Okay. So when you're shopping for a camper, don't buy a camper to match with your truck mm-hmm. of just the dry weight. Right. Always assume you, the worst. You always have to remember you're towing your all of your things in your RV and your groceries and your people and all of those things too. Totally. Tongue weight. Um, it depends on what kind of day I've had is how heavy my tongue is. Or which tongue ring, That's which true. which barbell that oh, you put yeah. in. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, tongue weight is how much weight is on the ball of your hitch. Okay. Okay. Um, not to get super into it, tongue weight is really important for how the trailer tows. Mm-hmm. If you have too much tongue weight, it really sags your truck, makes it where your weight distribution hitch is picking up way too much weight. Um, if you have not enough tongue weight, 
the trailer toes really what I've always called squirrely. Okay. If you never heard that term, if you ever watch a squirrel run and zigzag, that's what your trailer heel looks like. So I've been behind that trailer. Yes. So, um, and then knowing what that tongue weight is, because that tongue weight um, adds in to how much payload you can take in your truck. So, tongue All weight. those things. How much weight is on the ball of your hitch? That's really what you need to know. Okay. Safety chains. Um, I don't know. They're for your safety. Well, that's good. They, they hook from the camper to your hitch. That way, if your ball ever fails... Or if the uh, clip mechanism on mm-hmm. your hitch ever fails and this trailer breaks loose, those chains are going to catch it, hopefully. Yeah. And you should always cross your chains. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Yes. Always cross your chains because it creates a little safety net for it. There you go. It's a safety net for your safety chains. Trailer brakes. Yes. You, you, you try to... Test those every time we... <laughs> I always do before we pull, pull out. Pull off the street. There's... I forget where the actual um, weight... There's like a, a certain weight and above that a trailer has to have trailer brakes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's 2,000 or 3,000 pounds. Pretty much any any camper that you're going to tow that has two axles under it is going to have trailer brakes. Yes. Some of the real small ones with a single axle don't. But um, you have to have a mechanism in your truck. Some of them are built in. Some of them... You have to add to where it can control the brakes. Mm-hmm. So as you increase your braking in your vehicle, it increases the braking on the trailer. So they're in unison. Yes. And very they stop nice. very nicely. That's right. TPM. Um, toilet paper machine? Pretty much. Okay. Tire pressure monitoring system. Oh, I was close. Yes. I have it on my truck. Yes. I have not added one to the camper. No, I'm sure that that's going to be a a purchase at some point. One day. Now I'm just super vigilant. Anytime we stop before I get back in the truck to take off, I do a little walk around. Just mm-hmm. look at them. Um, where this is super handy is if you're traveling down the road and maybe you pick up a nail. Yes. Or maybe you have a slow leak and it can warn you before it gets totally um, flat. Mm-hmm. And just shreds on you. Yes. So that is awesome. That is good. Um, a dinghy. A what? Dinghy. Um, I don't think you should call me names. <laughs> exactly. Um, a dinghy is what they can call the tow vehicle behind an RV. They also call it a toad. Okay. Oh, those are you've heard yeah, of yeah, toads. yeah. So those are like the little. Little smart cars that are behind the Class A's. Yeah, or like I see now, full 1,500 forward drives, everybody's towing. Well, yes, I've seen that too. Behind their Class A's is crazy. Um, And then one other term that's very similar is a tow dolly. Mm -hmm. The only difference is a a dinghy or a toad is the actual vehicle. Yes. And if you tow it four wheels down, you're towing your toad. Some people like to tow their toad (laughs) with a dolly. Which means uh, they have the uh, front wheels up. Okay. Right. So that's the actual dolly. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. Not right. Dolly Parton. <laughs> Not Dolly Parton. We do love Dolly Parton. Though. Absolutely. Um, let's move into a few more um, unusual terms. That these are the ones like what the heck? Yeah, like, these are kind of crazy. This? All right, honey wagon. I remember the first time that I heard this. We've been looking at campers for for years. I can't remember if we had our first one yet, but we were over at a friend's house and uh, we were talking about camping somewhere where they didn't have full hookups. And he said, you can borrow my honey wagon. 
<laughs> yes, I remember that night. What's a honey wagon? Yeah, I don't know. We've never had one. I know. So the slang term for a waste holding tank that's external to your vehicle, mm-hmm. people call it honey wagon. Some people call it the big blue tank because that's one of the brands. It's just bright yes. blue, right? Well, and ours is blue. Ours is blue. Picked up a great deal off Craigslist. Mm-hmm. If you want a poop wagon, see if you can find one used first. Don't let it gross you out. No. The one that I got, it was worn It was worn a little bit, but it was super clean. Super clean. It, and it didn't smell like poop. No. And we got an excellent deal on it, and it's a large one, so we're not having to empty it as often as... Yeah. And actually, it is, it is larger than my largest tank, so mm-hmm. I never have a fear of overfilling the poop tank. How embarrassing would that oh, be? Oh, yeah. You're we sitting don't, there and, we don't and want your to neighbor camper's people. grilling and you pull your black water and you're talking to him <laughs> and then you look back and there's just poop pouring out of the top of yeah. your honey wagon. Yeah, I know we say that all the time, but y'all, we do have a hard, fast, no number two in the camper. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. It is super late at night, but typically run to the bathhouse if you can. I know people who live in their campers and all. Right. That's just not an option because you're always No, there. I mean, and, and, and it's... It's easy to use, but the way that you're saying it, it sounds like that we have gastrointestinal issues all the time <laughs> in our camper. No. We just, uh, our uh, honey wagon is larger than our largest tank. So as long as I do one dump in it, there's no way I can overfill so it. Good. So that's that's All awesome. right, next word. <laughs> donut. I love a good donut. I do too. I love it too. This is the rubber ring that can go around where you put your sewer hose at the campground. Okay. We've never needed one because Mm -hmm. every campground has either had a threaded piece that I can thread mine in, but uh, some campsites don't. And there's this thick rubber ring, so you can just put it down there on the rubber ring and put a brick on top of it, Mm -hmm. or the top will close over it. That way it'll keep all the smells down, right? All right, this is is what I I didn't know what the heck. I, I saw somebody say this and I had no idea. Um hula skirt. Um yeah, for the our next luau. Uh, I had no idea. I had to look it up. So some people call the rock catchers that are on the back of uh tow vehicles. Yes. Like the big mud flaps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like stringy and they go all the way across. Yes. They call them hula skirts because okay. they look like a hula skirt. I can see that. I, yeah, I'd never heard it called that. No, if it was green, I'd really could see that. Yeah, but no. no doubt. The next one is porpoising. Porpoising. Like a dolphin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we talked about this, I couldn't, I didn't understand. But then when you explained it to me, I totally got it. Yeah, so whenever you're towing something, where you know whether you're in a class A towing a toad or if you're in a truck, towing a trailer sometimes if something's not set up right or if the road conditions are right and you go over a hump or a bump mm-hmm. and then your tow vehicle does and you're coming out of it as it's going in it'll cause your truck or tow vehicle to porpoise yes which looks like a dolphin jumping in, <laughs> jumping in out, out of the water, water. Yes. they can actually be kind of dangerous yeah if your tow vehicle is not set up properly and it and it porpoises you can really and i don't even know if that's I can't, I mean, spell checks catching it no matter how I spell it. So I don't even know if it's a real word, but it's a real thing. It's an RV word. It's an RV word. All right. What we're going to end on is one that I really thought I knew what it was, not from experience, but just from uh, watching the news 
and just uh, just crazy things, right? Yeah. All right. Reefer. Oh, well, I mean, in certain states, you can go and get that, right? <laughs> Without so. any kind of issues. I guess so. Reefer. So I was like, reefer, but they're not using this in a way that I understand. Some people, for whatever reason, called a refrigerator their reefer. Hmm. R-E-E-F-E-R. I don't know. There's a first time for everything, folks. So if you ever hear a, a, a camper say reefer, don't just assume that they're talking about <laughs> something that's not legal. Yes, that's All right. true. All right. There's our terminologies. There's a lot of them there kind of bounced around a little bit. Hopefully you learn one or um, or if I'm wrong, let me know. Oh, absolutely. I love to be wrong. Ask my <laughs> wife. <laughs> He's very good at that. All right. Thank you for hanging out with us for some RV terms and abbreviations and slang that maybe you didn't know or maybe you did. Yeah. And if you have any others that um, you know of that we didn't share, please feel free to let us know. Yeah. Because I'm going to keep this list going. Absolutely. It's fun. The more you know, the more you grow. That's right. Readers are leaders, right? Yep. All right. We're encouraging you to start cramming memories. Into everyday life. 